Hey there, and welcome, Arcio Baeza, the founder of GDPR Stand Up. And uh, today we're going to be doing something I think is pretty fun. We're going to be doing an implementation case study. And I'm basically going to uh, allow you to look behind uh, or look over my shoulder as I am helping an organization become GDPR compliant. Um, so let's start with just providing you with more information on the organization that uh, this case study is for. So uh, the, the, this is for my own organization. It's called uh, GDPRstandup.com. So as just uh, just basically what it is, uh, think of it as an online a virtual community where uh, it's a subscription model where if you're someone that needs help with GDPR compliance, you're looking for practical information, uh, you can become a member, you can join the community. And the idea is that we provide you with uh, just that step-by-step -step roadmap that you need to follow uh, so that you can become GDPR compliant uh, quicker. So I think that the standard path here is hey, um, find someone at your organization that is already doing data security or data privacy work, um, assign this initiative to them. And it's basically this person is handed off with something new, something that they probably don't have a background in. Uh, again, GDPR just went to effect in May of this, of this year. And I think that as professionals, we're all still trying to get a get better grasp as, all right, what does that actually mean? And where do I start? And what's my first step? And when, what's my second step? And so on. So uh, for the case study that we're going to be doing uh, now is um, I'm going to help you uh, or I'm going to uh, let you listen in on my thinking process as I'm looking to make my uh, own organization GDPR compliant. So, um, so I gave you a brief overview of what uh, GDPR sta stand up is all about. And uh, so now let's walk through. All right. I. Um, I want to know uh, what my GDPR obligations are. Uh, what's that that first step? So if uh, if you listen to a previous, uh, so in a previous episode, uh, we went through just a quick, uh, what is GDPR? And in that session, I was talking about the three questions that I've put together um, that would help any organization just quickly de determine if GDPR uh, is likely to impact your organization or not. So, uh, so if you missed that episode, uh, just go through the, the history and uh, take a, a search there. Um, but just uh, for, for, for now, so these are the questions, these are the three questions that I'm re referring to. Let me just bring them up here. All right, so the three questions are, uh, is your organization located in, in the EU? And by EU, I'm referring to the European Union. Uh, question number two is, do you service the EU market? And question number three is, do you hold information about a living person that is from or living in the EU? 
So uh, those are the three questions where if you answered yes to any of these three questions, it makes sense for you to continue to do uh, due diligence uh, because it's very likely that GDPR applies to your organization. So going back to my uh, GDPR stand-up uh, virtual community, so I answered yes to the second and the third questions. So yes, my virtual community is looking to service the EU market. Uh, I'm based here in the US, I'm located in Chicago, but, uh, but um, I'm not closing the doors to anyone if regardless of in what corner of the world you are, uh, if you need help with GDPR compliance, uh, my virtual community uh, is available to you. And I also answered yes to the second question. This Again, the second question is, uh, does your organization hold information about a living person that is from or living in the EU? So, uh, so again, the... Uh, when I ask this question about my community, the answer is yes. So in order to uh, provide my, uh, my audience, my members with the resources, I do need basic pieces of information about people. Um, so the answer is yes, I am holding information or I can potentially hold information about a living person that is either from the EU or that is living in the EU. All right, so I did my quick due diligence there, um, and now I'm ready to move on to step number one. So step number one of any GDPR compliance program is to put together a GDPR data inventory. So um, I think that many organizations, or it's been my observation that many organizations are skipping through this very important step, and they just want to get quickly in on doing all the things that they think they need to be doing based on what they heard on a blog post or on the on a uh, web web um, webinar and um, and I think that um, I, I would caution that you you just start running in all directions because something that is not obvious is that uh, so yes, uh, GDPR has a number of requirements. Uh, the text of the regulation is fairly long and it's uh, very uh, specific, but you should know that um, not all requirements apply to all organizations. Some organizations will have to we have will have to comply with all of the requirements, but there are other organizations that just have to worry about specific things. And the only way that you can determine, all right, what are the specific things that apply to my organization is by doing that first step and putting together a data inventory. So let me walk you through how I would do that uh, for my uh, GDPR stand-up community. So the first step is to download the template. So I have a free course available. You can find this on GDPRstandup.com. Um, so one is I would just download the template. And, and, and then I would ask a series of questions. So the first question is, all right, so just thinking of the different uh, people that my organization serves, um, just start to identify, all right, what types of people 
can potentially be EU citizens or residents that I should be paying special attention to. Again, GDPR focuses on uh, personal data about people that are living in the EU or that are uh, citizens of the EU. So you don't have to include all the data points that your organization holds at this time. It's specifically any data that relates to a person that is from or maybe living in the EU. So I'm going to start with my audience and I'm going to target in on my customers. So uh, that's basically anyone that is interested in becoming a member of my virtual community. So, uh, yes, it's likely that uh, EU residents or EU citizens will want to be part of my community. Um, so, so I'm going to start there as I'm putting together the data inventory for my organization. I am going to start with the members that I'm looking to serve. So uh, there are three, three questions or that there are three types of information that the data inventory needs to capture. So the first one is I need to make a list of all the data points that I hold about my customers. So, uh, so um, there's no way for you to see my screen at the moment. But um, but um, just so that you know, uh, so what is information that, that my membership uh, community is holding about people? So just off the top of my head, so we are collecting email addresses and uh, I, be I, I believe that is it. So when someone opts in and signs up for our free course, uh, we do ask you for to provide us with your email so we can provide you with a link to the free course. So that is one piece of information collect. Now, for those uh, those members of the audience that uh, move forward and decide to become members of the community, we will uh, we, we will collect additional information about about you. So we will collect information su such as um, your full name. Uh, we are looking for billing information. And we are looking for credit card information. So basically, if you want to sign up, if you raise your hand and if you want to sign up for our community, uh, uh, because we would want to, because we would need to process a payment. Um, so again, this is a subscription model. Uh, we are collecting uh, information about your credit, the credit, the credit card that you're looking to use to pay for the subscription, but also uh, billing information. Um, because that is part of the card processing step. So, so that right there is the list of the data points that my organization holds about the people that I serve. Email, full name, uh, billing address, uh, and card inf information. So th those are the data points that would be added to my uh, GDPR data inventory. So that's step one. Step two is for everything on my list, I want to add some detail. So we want to document where that data is coming is coming from. So uh, in this case, all the data that my organization holds about my members or my audience 
that is coming directly from the individuals themselves. I'm not receiving this data from a third party. I'm not receiving this data from a lead provi provi provider. If you're looking to sign up for that free course, if you're looking to sign on for the membership, um, you are providing me or you are pro providing my organization with that information. So in the data inventory, I would document um, that the source of the data is from the individuals themselves. All right. And then the third step is I would then need to classify each data point that is in my data inventory. So there are two classifications that we're looking for. So for each of the, da the data points that I, I just listed, I want to classify if they would be considered as personal data. And I would want to uh, also document if that data point would be considered to be special categories of personal data. So for the first one, I would say uh, that the majority of the data fields that my organization holds ab about members would be classified as personal information. So email would be classified as personal information, yes. Full name would be classified as personal information, yes. Address would also be classified as personal inf information. Why? Because with an address and with a name and with an email, I can pretty much pinpoint uh, this information to a specific person. And the way that GDPR is structured is any data point that can be tied to a person um, that should be classified as personal data. So we, we talked about email, we talked about first, about full name, we're talking about building address. Um, as part of the membership, members would also be required to provide their card information. So things like the full card number, expiration date, and the security code. Now, my organization is working with Stripe, which is a credit card payment processor. Um, they process the payment on their platform, uh, and I'm only provided with uh, a subset of that information. My organization is not is not able to view the full credit card number. Uh, my, my organization is not able to view your security code. Um, I, I Through Stripe, I am able to see information about the card, things like uh, the cardholder name, the billing address, um, if the security code uh, matched with, uh, with the card processor records. Um, so given the card information that my organization has through Stripe, um, I would say that uh, billing address would definitely be classified as personal data. Uh, uh, but anything beyond that would, would, would probably not. So, okay. So, and that, that, was, that was basically it. So those are the pieces of information that would allow, that would be important as you're putting together the data inventory. And just through these last few minutes, um, I, I basically went through the thinking process of, all right, what what is the what is the process that I would follow as I'm fleshing out the data inventory for uh, my 
organization. And hopefully, uh, this is uh, this seems like a, pr a pretty straightforward exercise. Uh, this is not rocket science. I would say that uh, uh, the regulators and those that were involved in putting together G GDPR, I think they did a pretty good job of uh, making resources available. N now, th th this is fairly straightforward for me because I have been in the data security and the data privacy space for about seven to eight years now. Um, so I've, I've, I've done this for, for organizations that I've been involved with in the past. I've done this for consulting clients that I have. And hopefully by just walking you through my thinking process, you can start to see that they're like, Hey, like this is actually not too hard and you can actually do it yourself as well. So, um, so we spent time walking through, all right, what are the pieces of information that a GDPR data inventory would hold um, given that my organization holds personal information uh, from cus customers? So I think it's also important to, important to point out that you want to repeat this, this process uh, for employees and contractors. So in my case, uh, right, right now, I do not have em employees. I have not employed um, individuals to help me with the community. Um, so I would not repeat the exercise to record, okay, what kind of personal data do I hold about employees uh, that may be living or are from the EU? So I'm going to skip that step. Uh, the third step or the third category would be contractors. So at this point, um, I have contracted out uh, very small jobs in freelance websites uh, to help me with building out uh, GDPRstandup.com. But um, I would say that for what I have contracted out, I have not been collecting personal data about, from, about these contractors. Uh, but it, as I'm talking through through this, it's just a good mental note that if if and as I am contracting out uh, for additional help in the future, I need to add that in my data inventory if it's possible uh, for for me to contract an EU citizen or an EU resident. I would need to document that in my GDPR data inventory. Okay, so that basically sums it up for today's uh, session. So I think the key points that I would like for you to take away are one, uh, the data inventory is that first step that all organizations need to take when uh, getting started with their G GDPR compliance uh, efforts. And uh, it's pretty straightforward uh, for anyone to really do. You don't have to be a data security professional. You don't have to be a data security consultant. Um, you can just uh, download a template, uh, a template for a data inventory course. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, for a GDPR data inventory. And uh, we have a template available. Uh, if you sign up for our free uh, GDPR data inventory course, you can have access to that uh, to that resource. And by just walking through the simple steps of documenting our, our right, uh, for, for information that my organization holds about people that may be living or are from the e EU, um, the three steps are basically making a list of the data points that your organization holds. 
Step number two is documenting, all right, where does that information come from? And step number three is determining if, if you would classify that data point as either personal information or special categories of personal information. So, um, so if, uh, if that's something that you already did for your organization, uh, congratulations. And if that's not something that you've uh, com completed yet, but uh, but but you are but you are in the middle of a GDPR compliance uh, implementation initiative. I would highly 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 recommend that you go back that you put uh, you put the brakes on what you're doing right now. You put together that data inventory because um, it's possible that that some of the things that you think you need to implement at your organization that may not be required. And the only way that you can determine that is, is by looking at your uh, GDPR data inventory. So just wanna say thank you very much for checking out the session and I'll see you on a future one. Goodbye.